Welcome to the battleground of the gods. Welcome, challengers, to Battleground of the Gods. A special episode with me, your host, Riggs, and brand new co-host to Bot G, Sir Blaze McDaddy. It's me. It's an AMSMR episode. You guys weren't ready. Okay. No, we're all right. We're done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh do that that long. No, I, I, dude, my if I would had like decent breathing, it would be fine. But uh, my lung capacity ain't there right now. Yeah, I still have like somewhat COVID lung. That's the one thing that happens anytime I get sick is my lungs take they take like two weeks after I'm done getting sick to like fully recover. So I'm still still like. <gasps> Like when I'm trying to do something, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And I ran up the stairs today in between classes and my supervisor or the head of the school was like, you're out of breath. And I'm like, yeah, man. And she and she goes, well, like, you don't sound good. I was like, yep, but we're here and we're teaching. So that's what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> I want you to mind your own fucking business. Right? <laughs> <Go ahead>. uh, <laughs> but, you know, we're here to talk about worlds. It's 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 getting close, yeah. dude. Yes, sir. As of uh, recording, it is Tuesday evening slash night. I guess it's more nighttime now. It's it's a late night episode. You get just me and Blaze talking SPL. Uh, we didn't do a full on prediction episode like we normally do. So I was like, hey, I still want to talk SPL. Blaze watches SPL more than the other co hosts. So I was like, I hey, live Blaise. in SPL. Like if I if I'm at home, SPL's on. Even if I can't watch it, I will carry my phone around and just have it on to listen to. Oh yeah, I do that at work too. I'll just I'll just do like the audio only. I'll just have Hazer mm-hmm. and just I'll just imagine what he's doing. And you know, I'm, I'm imagining when he puts his foot behind his head and yeah, just imagining all the what do the weird mouth sounds I hear sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't even get Fro to like look at patch notes, let alone watch SPL. Um. Depp watches it occasionally. Nev probably is the most consistent, but she, you know, she likes the Titans, so I can't talk to her. Uh, you know, fun um, fact: you might not be able to get Fro to read patch notes, but I might have gotten him to listen to patch notes. Oh, he'll he'll go ahead and watch like your reviews and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I try to keep him short. Yeah, he's he'll... like, "Yo, this is sick." Anytime we do like uh, like an episode and patch notes have come out, mm-hmm. we'll we'll usually touch on like a couple things, like pretty brief and i'll go hey uh hey fro did you see anything you like he goes nope didn't read it yeah that's my favorite part did you uh, watch anything nope didn't watch it yeah all right good talk (laughs) yeah he uh he i always like it because sometimes when like he you bring up the patch notes ideas he goes oh that's a pretty good idea and you're like yeah no it's in the patch though like (laughs) he's like oh sick (laughs) um i'm excited dude not just worlds but we got like a new map come in for conquest and that's gonna be uh kind of sick too Yes, sir. I know me and you talked about that a little bit. Uh, I guess we can start with that. The season X. I'm I'm a big fan. They're calling it season X. Yeah. Uh, Season X keynote. I think I saw conquest map. Agro call it season ten. I was like, absolutely not. You call it by its proper name. Go back to the season X stuff like that. That makes it better. But maybe I misread. Maybe I did misread it. But I'm excited, dude. I think me and you talked about a little bit. I think Odin's onslaught definitely was a setup to kind of test some mechanics that were coming to the to the conquest map. Um, Vo plays Guild Wars 2 
and uh, I introduced him a good bit to it. But like they have a mode that they put stuff in to like test stuff and then put it in the live game. And I think this is a similar situation, or at least I hope so. Like I would love like portals and uh, jungle grass to be on the map, but I guess we'll just see. Yeah, I don't, I know, yeah, I mean, you talked about it. I don't see why they would put so much effort into all those new assets for that, just an adventure. Like, they've got, there's got to be more to it than that. So, like, whether it's, they're going to take a couple more mechanics from it, like you said, like the grass, or like maybe the portals and stuff, or just maybe like the art aesthetic as a whole. I feel like there's, there's got to be more to it than that. Yeah, right? it can't just be, oh, we just want to make the adventure. I feel like, like, you don't put that much dev time into that adventure and make such a large map. Without testing, if you're not going to use it, yeah, yeah, if you're not going to use it for something else too, like I was gonna say, the only thing I kind of hope doesn't happen is you know those little buy areas that are in the map. Please, oh yeah, I no, hope those, those aren't please th- those. Don't do that. Please don't do that. That's that's my only uh, suggestion. Don't give us Chonga passive yeah. on the map, please. That would be detrimental. Um, which I, uh, know, I forgot to pull up the world schedule to be honest that reminds me I have all the brackets I don't have the schedule oh I have the schedule too somewhere hold on uh no I closed that tab because I was like oh we're just <laughs> I don't need to look at it <laughs> unfortunately that's fine that's part. fine that's fine this isn't about that this is about worlds and predictions and speaking of worlds can't have worlds without qualifying teams and we just had the final qualification. I forget what it's called. It's called group stage, right? I think so. I call the it SWC qualifiers land. because it just makes more sense to me, but I think it is called like group stage land or something like that. Yeah. We already had four teams that qualified back in playoffs for phase three. This was to determine the remaining four teams that will qualify. Uh, four SPL teams. Is it four? Yeah. Four SEC teams. So eight teams for four spots. Uh, we have the, I guess we'll just go through the, the top of the bracket down. So we have the Titans going through pretty, I would say pretty easily uh, qualifying. Yeah, they, they had played trouble, two SEC teams. They had trouble with one of the SEC teams, um, but they they, they had a little trouble with through. the Hounds. Yeah, and they don't have to worry about which, that. The Hounds are gone. Yeah, they got put out uh, in the doghouse. And then. The the Hounds actually did look pretty good. They were the number one NA SEC team, and they did put up some good fights in their matches. <laughs> I'll, I'll get into one of their matches in a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the second seed EU SEC team, the Highland Ravens, led by none other than young Kennet adapting himself. Uh, he's retired. He's not retired. Now he's going back to Worlds. Uh, they qualified over the Hounds and the Valhalla Valkyries, who I want to take a quick minute and just say that was probably the most embarrassing performance I've ever seen out of an SPL-level team, on land at least, in a long time. Riggs, how do you leave Fountain and you don't buy items, bro? Like, you don't buy pot shirt, you don't buy boots, you know, I can be blamed for that, but you just don't buy items at all? I mean, yeah, I, you're you're wild. referencing Benny Q, young young Benny Q, who loves to just save his mid pick. I mean, this is a team decision, but save mid pick for last and just say, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna play this this game, even if it's not necessarily you know quote unquote meta, which you know you don't have to be a meta slave, but 
yeah, there's there's some times where I think you should reel it in a little bit. And uh, yeah, Benny Q, I forget which game it was, but it was against I think it was against Ravens, right? Yes. In that set, and he walks out of base, and you know, they're the casters are talking, you know, talking about matchups and all this and all that. All of a sudden, they look down, and they see Benny Q playing Uller mid does not have any items, and uh. You know, they're like they they do the classic caster thing, which I have to give them credit for because they have to be like, they can't really just call him an idiot. Like they have kind of have to be like, well, maybe there's a reason. You know, maybe he's saving up for this, and then Mifflin kind of has a realization. He's like, no, there's literally no tier. I like you. Yeah. Even if you're gonna do that, you just buy a tier one. Like surely. <laughs> like, and yeah. then I think Benny Q has the moment where he realizes it and he backs at like level two. It's just like from then on, like, I everyone's rooting against the Valks at that point. It's like. How the fuck are you the SPL team? You already lost to the Hounds 2-0. They didn't know, they didn't win a single game the entire land. I think what's like, crazy Obviously they lost both sets, but they didn't win a single game. Is this team started to look better over time, right? Like in like and then phase 3 like it's like they stumbled like hard. And you th- they've never lost a set to the Hounds ever. And the biggest moment they can't clutch it up and do it. And I think what's unfortunate here is the Hounds had nothing to play. Like, you know, I guess like the Hounds have no pressure. They're just like, I'm going to play the game. You know, hopefully we're qualified for Worlds. If not, we're getting experience. So maybe we can try to run for an SPL spot next season. And Valks just dropped the ball. Just absolutely dropped the ball. And it's not just Benny Q. You have Aquarius who ran Al Kwong full damage solo. Oh, God. Goes 7-0 yeah, and o, and then... a just gets obliterated the less the rest of the game. I don't even remember what his final stat line was. I think it was like seven and eight something. Um, it just cure me got obliterated, dude. Oh my God. There was one. He played Osiris. He went like one and nine and he was trying. I mean, like, you know, it's not to talk crap about cure me. It's this like he would go in and there was nobody around like to back him up. It, it just didn't seem like any of them were on the same page. Like calls were being made, but the follow up wasn't there. So I, I it's one of the these moments that I kind of wish we had comms to know what was going on sometimes. Obviously, I understand why they don't like to do that, especially in this situation. Like no one wants their comms when they're getting just smacked, um, thrown out there. But it would be nice to kind of hear like some of the calls that are being made, maybe give some justifications for their positioning or why they, you know, Kirmi decides I'm diving in one V five and my team's like still five seconds out. Like, was there a plan happening? I don't know. It was, it was rookie mistakes. And then that's kind of the nicest way to put it. I feel like. Yeah, it was, there was definitely a disconnect and whether that's nerves, whether that's just, I don't know. You just didn't show up, whatever. I, I don't even know like what to, like what excuse or what reasoning to give for it but i mean you don't you're the spl representative and you don't win a single game against you didn't you have to play another spl team you played the two sec teams and one of them was a second place eu team with uh angry playing on ping and a sub that hadn't played with the team yet in support and cha- yeah change roles and don't forget that he changed roles a month ago to play support yeah um and shout out to Angry, dude. That guy's cracked. To be playing on ping and playing as well as he was, I mean, insanity. I don't even want to think about what he'd be like on land. Yeah, and it, the games weren't even really that close either. That's, I guess, the sad part is like, yeah, it's one thing maybe like 
you know, you can't really get too upset, I guess, if they're like super close games, maybe like one or two mistakes cost the game, like that that shit happens. But like to get blown out really by the SEC teams and not really put up that much of a fight, it's just it's a little sad, I think. Didn't they have an eleven thousand gold um, lead in one of the games and lost? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Uh I'm not sure. It might have been in the Hound set because the Raven set was really wasn't that close. No, Raven set wasn't close. On both games, I think it was. Um, I think the there Hounds. was a really long game. There was a really long game in the Hound set. I think where there was like I think it was the Alquan game. Yeah, I think I think they Alquan had like an eleven thousand gold lead and they threw it. I mean, the only thing worse that I've seen in the like in recent memory is for sports people is TCU getting beat. 65 to 7 in the college football <laughs> championship okay like the, and like i put this on the same level like i did like it the the valks just didn't show up i think the only person i feel bad for is i feel bad for sharks dude i feel bad for their their freaking coach i feel a little bad for kirmi as well i don't i don't i mean i think the team as a, as a whole didn't really step up the land and i think yeah. it's pretty obvious to say that but I think throughout, like you said, phase three, they started to struggle a little bit, and even like leading up into the into this land. I'm not like you know the smartest mind and competitive smite, but I think I was I'm able to observe and see that like, I think they put too much pressure on Kirmi on this team to do shit. They give Aqua isn't really a dominant laner. Benny Q is just a wild card. You never know what Benny Q you're gonna get, and Wowie doesn't really do anything except for AFK farm and show up in team fights. So then it's really up to Kirmi and Gamma. And Gamma, I, I like Gamma. I think he's good, but I don't think he's on the same level as the other SPL supports, really. He's had his moments, but I think Kirmi, if Kirmi didn't, they, that team lived and died by Kirmi. And they put so much pressure on Kirmi to like just create space, create you know fights on the map, create good plays. And if he didn't start off great, or if he didn't do that, they just didn't do anything in the games. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And, and then, I think. Benny God forbid, Kirby has a bad game. Oh, yeah, and they don't even exist. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I'll, I'll, and we're gonna reiterate back to jungle having a hard time and like a team looking bad here in a little bit. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Like, it's like you have Benny Q, and Benny Q is a good player, but like, it's like they thought that it. I guess the way I perceived it is they came in thinking like, oh, hey, we're just gonna win and make it to Worlds. And that's not what happened. Like, I I think they got literally rattled once they lost the first game. And then they, it's like a scramble at that point. And they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do to to try to counteract that. It just didn't work out. So um, they were the first SPL team eliminated, uh, you know. I, I don't know where to go and beyond it's, that. It's unfortunate, too, because, like, they, this team showed promise at certain points in the season. Like, they they were really bad at the beginning of the year, which I was kind of expected. But then they kind of stepped it up. They were pretty decent in phase two. They they put up some good fights, and you look you you had hope that they're like by the end of the year they were going to put it together. Maybe they might not win worlds, but they would at least be in contention. They would they would put up a good fight, kind of like the scarabs of last year, where they were kind of hovering around bottom, and then all of a sudden worlds comes around, they make a little bit of a run, and you have hope for that team. And you thought same thing for the Valks this year, and then all of a sudden they just completely collapsed. Um, but not to take away from the Ravens. Uh, they played their fucking ass off this whole set or this whole tournament. Um, I think Ravens have the sure best counter engage. Game. I think that the best counter engage in, in, in last week's 
uh, sets. They like their counter engage is insane. They they literally yeah, baited and- people in at fire and just bl- and then just blew them up. They just said bye. Enjoy the gray screen. I think I think Ravens too for m- almost more than any other team. I think they're such a momentum based team. Like mm-hmm. if you get co- like Coast the Porsche Coast, if you're not familiar with the Porsche Coast, that dude will gun it down in ADC no matter who he's going up against, no matter who he's playing, and he will taunt you the entire game and laugh at you the entire game. And if you make one mistake, he's gonna let you know about it. It doesn't matter who you are. He'll go up against anybody and do that. Adapting, God forbid, God forbid adapting gets rolling. You already know what he can do. And that's what happened on both of the sets that they played to qualify is Coast popped off in one set. Adapting started popping off in the other set. And once those two get going, I mean, the rest of the team just follows suit. And next thing you know, they're in Worlds. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, we had... Uh, who who else? Oh, oh wait, Hex Mambo qualified. Like they they just hell yeah, um, Hex Mambo, dude. I have to talk about the fact that, and, and this is probably the only play I need to talk about from from their sets because like everything was just amazing. But Ekrom is like one v twoing or one v three in lane. He's dodging and weaving. He throws on the Nikes. No one's touching him. They throw a Jibalanke alt. They're like, oh, surely we're gonna get him now and. Blink, Johnny comes in and deleted vote in one of the games. I was like, holy crap. Like, there was no time for vote to react. I don't even think vote could press a key in time to save his life because Johnny just disintegrated that man on Heepwa. Um, Johnny looked really good and not on his usual feast or famine, you know, run it down junglers. We're talking like he played Hebo. Oh, God, now it's slipping my mind. But like, he didn't play Loki at all. There was not a single Loki game. I mean, he looks good the entire time. I mean, Death Walker, you know, man's in a suit putting people out to their funerals, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, I I don't know what to say. I mean, they, they just looked good. They looked like an SPL team. They have tricks tanks this time. They're not using a sub like they did last land. And you could tell like last land they looked good. But they looked well, last land really damn good this which time. spl team they beat last land they've beat, they beat an spl team last land with uh rotwin playing support yeah they did they they took a game off of dragons was. they took a game off yeah. of dragons they beat did they i think they beat scarabs or did they beat they Warriors? they beat scarabs yeah that's who they beat yeah. they beat scarabs and they took a game off dragons yeah and yeah, this is the first time we've seen Mambo on land. And I mean, anybody that's watched SPL and kind of hangs around the scene, we've all heard rumblings that this team, if they really wanted to, if they wanted to commit to it, they could be SPL pretty easily and probably be at least top four, top five team in the SPL. For whatever reason, you know, they have their own reasons. They don't want to commit to the move and live in America, which is fine. Uh, so we only get to see them at lands, which kind of sucks. But when we do see them together, it's really fun to watch because they're a really, really good team. And this is the first time we're really seeing Johnny on land. This is the first time we're seeing Ekrom. Well, you saw Ekrom last land, but Ekrom on land, he's really kind of an, the, the unknown player, I guess you would say, on this team. Unless you really pay attention to like the EU scene as a whole. Uh, the other names, I'm pretty sure you've probably all heard. Um, but yeah, this team, I, I'm a big fan of Hex Mamba. I think they're a really easy team to root for. 
uh, and they also are just really good at smite. And, yeah, and I think it works to their advantage that they're not in the SPL. I think it does. I think it like it. You not having as much games against the SPL teams is a disadvantage in the sense of you're not playing at that level, but you're also not showing your strats every week. Like you're just stomping SEC, which is what they did all season. They just stomped SEC, and then they get here, and then they can start pulling out stuff that they haven't had to show the rest of the season. And I think that does work to their advantage to some extent, but they are an easy team to root for. I am not happy about their matchup. Uh, the first, first round of qualifiers, but it is what it is. It's all good. <laughs> I'll live with it. Our first round of SWC. Um, and then the last team to make it was Oni warriors, dude. Yeah. The Oni um, homies. I, I don't want to say barely cause they did beat the scarabs pretty convincingly. I would say, but this is one of those teams where it's you never know what what version of the Oni Warriors you're going to get. And that's always scary to try to root for them. Because mm-hmm. at some points they can look like they're super dominant and they're top four team. And then they lose to the Mambo. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're like, like oh, I said, Mambo's a really good team. Mambo's a great team, but you are in the SPL and you play against SPL teams every week. And. I wouldn't say you should win that set, but you you're favored to win that set. You're the SPL representative, exactly. And they kind of just got the their ass kicked. They did. They kind of got they kind of got mollywopped. Yeah, but they do manage to qualify. So, the World Championship bracket, we have Camelot Kings, which my favorite team, versus the Highland Ravens, and. Before we started recording, you were mentioning that almost every set basically has a cool or like unique storyline to it, mm-hmm. and this is no exception. You have the Ravens versus the Kings. You have Adapting versus Twig for like the millionth time. Uh, almost an entirely EU matchup. I'd think probably outside of Yarkor, right? Yarkor right. is the only NA. But yeah, basically, this is kind of like the old. If you if you miss the the NA versus EU region kind of things, you like the EU style of play. This is definitely going to be more of that style of play for this set. I would say Kings Ravens look for a long, long set objective play. Genetics big brain trying to do some big brain plays. Uh, I don't know what, what your thoughts on this set are, but I, uh, I'm a big fan of seeing adapting versus Twig again. I think it's I, gonna be fun. I'm excited for that matchup. I think kings take this i don't i don't think there's it's gonna be hard for the ravens to win this set it's gonna be have to be one of those situations where they drag the games long which is easy to do with eu play um and then they counter engage on like a fire or something and went off that but like they're gonna have to deal with the macro play that the kings present and the macro play the kings present is almost unmatched in the spl they're just good and i think now that they have yarkor in adc Yarkor runs it down, dude. Like that guy wants to fight. He wants to body you and he wants to get to team fights and just W key win the game. So I, it makes me a little bit worried about Highland Ravens duo lane because Yarkor genetics, uh, we saw it the last LAN. They kind of just popped off and that's when the Yarkor was new to the team. They've had some time now. I think the Kings might be a force to be reckoned with. And I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to do much about it. I mean, I, I would love to see the Ravens take a game and like at least make it interesting. I just I don't think this is going to happen. 
I think the Kings the Kings should win 2-0. Yeah, I've got Kings 2-0. I do think that it'll be close. I don't think there'll be like blowouts by any means, but uh for ADC matchup like you're talking about, I mean, it is Yarkor who likes to run it down, but it's also Coast. Yeah. You have Coast versus Yarkor. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I worry more about the support. Matchup. The support matchup is what I'm more worried about. Um, oh yeah. I think there's a I think there's a few individual matchups in the set that are gonna be fun to watch, but as a whole, I think the Kings are just a better team and they should just two oh. I don't think angry it'll be like be a there? blowout. Is do, have, do we know No, Angry Angry is still gonna play from uh oh Romania. God. He can't he can't get a visa. Yeah, that's oof. I mean I, I can't say anything because um, he looked he looked good last week. So I mean like the problem is is you know, Texas server is a little bit further away. Yeah, I'm not sure what I don't know if it was like a joke of people saying that he might like fly to a different country because it, it's he just can't come to the U.S. There's a there's visa restrictions between yeah. certain countries. Romania is one of those countries that he needs a visa. Um, so I'm not sure if he'll like fly to a different country to get better ping. I'm not sure if that's the case. That would be wild. What's going what a, on? What a storyline, dude. If I've he heard does rumblings that... that that might happen. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I, I'm uh, excited. I just I think the Kings are really, really good. And the Ravens didn't necessarily have to play that type of team to get into SWC. But, yeah. you know, adapting. Uh, you can't rule that man out. He just made he has some he does some magical plays, to say the least. You, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. I, I'm really excited. That's going to be the first set of worlds. Because I think that's gonna, have, I think that'll have some really cool moments. Um, and then we have the second set of worlds. I'll let you take this one because I think oh uh, God, you're, you're a Bolts fan. If I'm, I I'm, I'm a Bolts fan. And let me tell you, when Mambo fell to us because no one else wants to face them, I said, "Well, this is gonna make or break us." And it's not. There's not gonna be any in between. Um, I think this matchup is heavily heavily based off of the jungle play. I think it comes down to what happens between Lasbro and Johnny. Can Lasbro slow him down? If Lasbro can slow him down, I think the bolts have a chance. If Lasbro cannot slow down Johnny, if they cannot keep Johnny under control, this is going to get out of hand very quickly. Um, I'm excited to see Deathwalker versus Baskin. I think that's going to be sick. Um, you know, I hope Jake doesn't do any crazy stuff like he likes to do sometimes where he just like walks into, you know, four enemies and dies um, late in the game. But I do worry that if the bolts don't win game one, it will go to a Mambo. Uh, I do have a feeling that if bolts win this set, that is a huge momentum swing for them. Uh, it allows them to get some of that EU play that the Kings do. And it, I think that does give them a better chance against the Kings. I think that's one thing that this does help the Bolts with if they're able to get through this match. But man, is Mambo good. I think this might be the best set of the day. That, that's, uh, yeah, that, easily, I think. I, I think it's the best set of the day. Uh, I think this probably goes three games. Um, I think the Bolts really need a 2-0 because the problem is I think if the Bolts win and Mambo wins game two, I think Mambo wins game three because I think Mambo has done a very good job adapting their play style to other teams as we've seen the past two lands. And um, I'm worried for the bolts, man. We we left first round last year and uh, I, I would like to not that 
have that happen two years in a row, but I, I don't know. I will say this. A lot of people have said Barracuda is a passive ADC player, blah, blah, blah. Last land, dude, he wanted to play aggro picks and he wanted to run it down. Uh, I did enjoy seeing that different style of play because I think that just added some versatility to their comps. He was first picking Danza. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think I'm not going to count the bolts out because I think a lot of people are. Uh, as soon as they got matched against Mambo, I th- but I, I sincerely think this is the best set of the day. I think it goes three games. I hope yeah, it's I bolts. Think it's usually the best set. I hope it's bolts, but um, I have a bad feeling. Bolts to me are like a better version of the Warriors, where yeah. you never know what what version you're gonna get. I do think the worst version of the bolts is still better than the worst version of the Warriors, but like, they're just such a weird kind of like inconsistent team sometimes they'll look super super good sometimes they'll just look like they don't know like ven lasbury will just be like clueless i feel like and it happens on land they save that for land and that's what worries me yeah lands when they look bad like consistently i i'm not about that um also think about this too for a second imagine the beginning of season nine right and we're like yo world is getting world is so far away but it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be so many good matchups. Imagine thinking we're gonna get a Baskin versus Deathwalker lane in Worlds for quarters. Wild, dude. Like wild. If you told me that was gonna happen at the beginning of the year, I would have been like, no fucking shot. Dude. No, like, it's good. No I, way. I think that's the one thing that was like the matchups across the board here. Like it doesn't matter which role. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. I out of curiosity, I kind of want to go through role by role just for because I think this is gonna be the closest set of the day. I kind of want to go roll by roll, see where see where we give advantages. Do you want do you want to do that? Uh, sure, I'm down. We'll start starting solo. We got Deathwalker versus Baskin. Oh God, dude! I don't think is I love Baskin, but when you watch earlier in the year when Deathwalker gets that this insane fearless that he didn't even expect to get, I don't know if you can like <laughs> discount that man. Like he he did a lot of work. Um, I do think I, I have to give it to Deathwalker. I think I just have to. I I also go with Deathwalker. You can't go against him. He was wearing a full suit, a full at suit, land and just dominating. Like, yeah. Next up, we have Lasbra versus Johnny in the jungle. Oh God, dude! I, I would take Lasbra. I think it's really close. I think they have a really similar God pool too. Like they both yeah. can play Hebo. They both can play some of these kind of weird picks that they both will bring out. So. I'll give the advantage to Lasbro. I agree. I do think, but I I strongly feel like this matchup is very much on can they slow down Johnny? Because every time we saw Johnny get rolling, it it, it was bad for the other team. The games where they kind of slowed Johnny down, then it was a more even game. Um, I do think Lasbro looked really good most of the year. He kind of had a few slip-ups in phase three, but I think with the amount of time they've had to prep, uh, up until this point, and they've they've got to sit and watch Mambo for the past two sets, so they do have an idea of how they want to play. Um, I think I do go with Lasber here. I think his God Pool can be flexed out of just Feast or Famine, which is is a good thing. Um, where we've seen that a little bit with Johnny here, but I don't think they're going to let Johnny get the picks he wants. I think they're, they're going to pick them for Lasba and ban out the rest. If I had to guess, yeah, he basically only played Mercury and Hebo for the entire mm-hmm. qualifiers so i mean that's pretty easy ban one pick one or 
you know, pick something that's really good into that to make them not want to pick it. Jesus, but if I think the bolts it's easy to don't do. ban mercury, I swear to everything in my being. Anytime, <laughs> and if you go back, and I'm not, this isn't kidding. This is like how Barracuda always gets hit by Giannis snipes. Always, like he's like a magnet for it. Anytime we go, the bolts go against mercury, they get bopped, dude. Like mercury's behind tier two tower and duo ulting Barracuda and just taking them off the table. I, I I don't think that pick can get through. I think Keyblaw has counterplay. I think mercury is a little bit harder to draft for sometimes. Yeah. Uh so we both take Lasbra there. Yeah. Uh next up we have Zeros versus Venenu. Mm. I'll say this. If Zeros keeps on fucking picking Kronos and not doing anything for 30 minutes, yeah. uh give me give me Venenu all day. <laughs> yeah, so like I think about Zeros on picks other than Kronos. And I'm like, oh sick, probably Zeros. But then I think about how he literally did like 6k damage and like 40 minute games last week. And I don't think there's any way you can choose zeros over Vendenu when that was a consistent thing that happened last week. And it's like, was that part of their strategy to like bait people into thinking zeros was just going to not do damage this weekend? Like, I don't know. Um, I think if zeros think, is on like zeros Baba Yaga, has three gods in his God pool. He might, <laughs> he literally might Chrono, Chrono's Baba and like Freya. That's about it. Um, <laughs> I think, if he's on Baba, I think he looks really, really good. Um, I will take Venanu here just for the fact of what we saw last week and from Zeros was, I don't want to say abysmal because like they performed well and they won, but like if you're looking at mid laner damage and your support's doing more damage than you, which was consistent last weekend, uh, it, it's hard for me to put faith in that matchup. I think that is the weakest point of Hex Mambo. Yeah. He played fine, but he also didn't do anything. Yeah. And it's a really weird... I It's kind of impressive that he was able to do both. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not like he played bad, but no. he also just didn't do anything. He was just there. <laughs> was, he, he, was... watched, he watched Smite be played around him. Yeah. And he's like, yo, guys, that's really cool plays. Like, oh, man, we got a dub? I was just here. Like, I'm, It's weird because we know Zeros to not be that style of player, but that's what he did last weekend. And recency bias and makes me believe that Venenu has to take this matchup and win it. You think we're going to see a Venenu uh, Sasano lock in? He's going to just solo him about like five times. Oh, Jesus. Don't get me started, dude. <laughs> Watching Pagon run down Venenu earlier in the season and solo him five times. It was like watching, uh, you know, TCU get beat by the uh, Bulldogs last night. <laughs> There's nothing they could do about it. There's nothing they could do about it. Uh, support Aww. matchup is Trix Tanks versus Jake. And we don't have a lot to go on for SPL team or SPL games with Trix Tank. But I like Trix Tank, dude. And I'm going to take Trix Tank in the matchup. Yeah, I think this is the same concept of the Zeros matchup where if we get the Jake that runs it down and ints like yeah. at least four to five times a game. Uh, give me Trick Tank all day. Uh, yeah. If not, I think it's. I would think it's a toss up. They I think it's really even. Brought the same. Sure. Um, I just used to watch. I used to wake up in the mornings on the weekends and just watch Trick Tank, dude. I just used to watch him play sport. Um, the dude's really good. He's been doing it a long time. I, I, I agree. I think this is a really even matchup across the board for these two. Um, but. I think Trix Tank kind of has a little bit of an edge. 
uh, in the way that he's been playing last weekend, at least. The the thing I'll say about this though is that I think Jake has like a as a god ocean versus yes. Trick Tank kind of has a Sobek and a Yimer. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure he has others in the locker, but like he's really only showed those two. Jake's shown that he can play pretty much anything. Hear me out. So we see Jake on tier this weekend. Different. I hope not. I hope not. Um, but what, what, what a play, dude. They're like, all right, we're not going to ban Deathwalker's tier. We're going to ban the other stuff. And like Deathwalker's like, yeah, I'm going to pick tier. And they're like, nah, sorry, Jake, you got it. That would be wild. Um, I hope yeah. not because that man just runs like full movement speed, run it down. But um, you never know, dude. I, I Jake's like a wild card to me in a lot of ways because sometimes he goes to do these things where he's like, it looks like he's way out of position. And you're like, what the heck is he doing? And then he pops off and you're like, oh, okay, he just he just knows. But then there's other times he's wandering around. He's like, oh, there's four enemies. I'm dead. So I, I don't know. I just I have to edge out yeah. to Trick's tank here. I think he definitely is just out of position. I think he just catches people off guard. They're like, why is there? Why is he here? And it's like, <laughs> like I think that's I think that's the Jake special is just being places he's not supposed to be and catching people off guard by being there. And sometimes it works and sometimes it does not work. And it looks really bad when it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, for ADC, uh, it's E-Chrome and, and Barracuda, right? Yeah. Right? I think this is another toss-up, too. I, I feel think like it's, there's I think not it's a lot Barra, of data bro. on E-Chrome. There's not. Now, here's the deal. If E-Chrome gets Heimdall, that's a <laughs> scary time. Because his Heimdall is really, really good. But the way we saw Barracuda play at the last LAN, I think was different than we've seen the rest of the season. If that's the type of play style they're going to go for in duo lane, which I think it is really important. I think duo lane specifically getting early control and early pressure in lane to allow you to get the scepter, allow you to get to the Draugr pit harpies and so forth, I think provides a lot of farm and it kind of starts spinning your duo lane. Uh, in a positive motion, if you get an early gank over there, it starts becoming a little bit harder to get back into it. I'm going to give it to Barracuda. I I will, too. I think it's a little bit of a toss-up, but I also think the edge goes to Barra if I have to like really choose between the two, just yeah. for tenure. Like, we don't have a lot of data on Ekrom. He's still pretty unproven. He's really the only unproven one on this team for Mambo. Like, everybody else has SPL experience, has been at the top of the SPL for a little bit. Uh, E-Chrome's kind of the only one that hasn't. And so for that, I'll give it to Barra. But for the set, I'm taking Mambo. God, dude. Give me the upset, baby. Here's the thing. If the Bolts lose, I'm still going to be happy because I like Mambo. I just wish they weren't against the Bolts. (laughs) Like, that's what it comes down to. Because I I do. If a team had to beat the Bolts round one, I'd be okay if it was Mambo. Because I do think coming into this, I think they're better than the Oni Warriors, and I think they could probably beat the Titans. So, like, I, I'm not like if I look at who qualified from the SWC qualifiers, I'm like, Hex Mamba was the best team coming out of that. So, um, there's that. Obviously, the other top teams that actually got to pick who they wanted to play against, uh, you know, didn't want to play them for a reason. So, I, I will say this: I do think it spins a lot of positive momentum if Bolts beat them. I think that puts a little bit of like 
worry in the other teams because it's like, wow, Mamba looked really good. We didn't want to play them. Bolts didn't have a choice. So I do think there's that. I'm going to go with Bolts, but I'm not going to be... I'll be disappointed, but also happy if they lose because I do like everybody on Mambo. Yeah, I think I think it's a win-win, whoever wins that set. Yeah. I think both teams are pretty easy to root for. Uh, it, so, say, you know, no hard feelings, whichever team wins. The only thing that sucks about this side of the bracket is that literally all the EU teams are on this side of the bracket. That yeah. I, I don't like that. Um, hey, you have Oni. Eh. Oni minus like Neil is EU. Aren't yeah, they? that's true. But they don't play EU style. They just don't. They don't sometimes, really play any style. To be sometimes, sometimes they just PVE you to death, <laughs> and you're like, "What happened?" Um, that does lead well, us to our next matchup. Yeah, Jade, Jade yeah. Dragons, and Oni Warriors, dude. Oh God, this set's weird to me because like the Jade Dragons just do some really strange things, and it happens to work. And I, I do think it's sometimes luck. But then I look at the Oni Warriors and like you have no idea how they're going to play, dude. Like sometimes they're popping off. Sometimes they're not very good. Sometimes they're OK. Um, I think the Jag Dragons are the more consistent team. I don't know if this goes three games. I feel like it goes. It should go two O Dragons. But like Neil Ma's not going to want to let that happen. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So so the Dragons do have the curse they do all right they are cursed as a team i you know i, I don't want to be the one to say it but they are I mean, definitely cursed as a team yeah and yeah. the warriors do have neil ma and he does have plot armor he does so this is a lose-lose for the dragons in my opinion you're yeah, cursed and you're facing neil ma in the in first set and they chose uh, this they did choose this they did they granted they- it was between Warriors and Mambo, and I, I think I would choose Warriors as well. Yeah, I mean, the quote was, Mambo was better when we played them. They were harder to play, so we're going to go with Oni Warriors, which is like <laughs> a huge shot at Oni Warriors, by the way. But also, like, I mean, you look at this team. It's PBM. It's fine, okay. Uh, they have Scream now. They have Pagon. Um, why am I slipping up on ADC? Right? Pandacat, Jesus. And, you know, the big three of that team have played together for years, and it's like always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Like, it's literally, they get far in the bracket. They, they get, get beat, right there. They get to second place. They get beat. Um, I worry that they're going to do something dumb game one. And it's going to cost them game one. Uh, you know, do some weird strat with mid and jungle. And then where Scream does like Atlas jungle or whatever, but plays in the mid most of the time. And then Pagon goes whatever assassin in mid does jungle until like 15 minutes in the game. And they swap, um, which I do think is an interesting play style. Mind you, I do. But we've seen them do that in the past and they lose that first game. And I do think they have to win game one. I think they have to win game one. Um, Oni's, I think, could actually come back and win this set. I do still think it should be 2-0 dragons yeah i'm actually gonna be a little bit of a surprise here i'm gonna take warriors 2-1 i think it's gonna be our only three game set of quarters and i'm gonna i'm gonna put my faith in the warriors i think i'm not sure it's hard for me to say how they're gonna do it i just i just have a weird feeling they just are dude this is 
This is going to be a great clip when uh, Worlds is over and they get like shit stomped in two games. It's not even close. It's like <laughs> 15 minute games. But I don't know. I just have I just have a weird feeling that the Warriors are finally going to show up. I think mid jungle is going to be super important. Yeah. Uh, Pagon, Pagon Scream versus Dardas and uh, Cuvo. I think. I'm excited that's for that be matchup. The highlight. Dardas is cracked, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't dislike the Oni Warriors. I'm just saying. If I'm going off of the whole season as a whole, it should be dragons. It is show. Oh yeah, but the, I agree. Hard, Warriors are the hardest team to root for because they sometimes they they're kind of like uh, you know they're kind of like the Cowboys, right? I yeah, mean, you know, like Cowboys. You know, they have a huge fan base, and every year you're like, maybe this is the year. Maybe maybe this is the game that they they show up and then you know they lose by a bajillion points and they don't do anything like. They're the best average it's team. The Warriors. Yep. Yeah, they all like the Cowboys are always like, oh, our roster's loaded. We're going to be so good this year, and then they, you know, they suck it up. And same way the Warriors. Warriors, they have so much talent on that team. That team could potentially be the number one team in the league if like everything worked out the way it should. Yep. All those players are playing the best they can. They could probably be the, the best team in the league. You know, it's crazy. And for some reason, it just haven't been. Oni's and Warrior, or Oni Warriors and Cowboys will continue to share. Um that likeliness when they both get eliminated in the first round. Um, so, <laughs> um, nah, dude, Warriors 2-1. Dude. Uh, I've got my Warriors jersey. I, I have a Warriors jersey and not a Kings jersey, fun fact, because I was a big fan of the Warriors when they, that team first got announced. And then, I because I didn't really, I was kind of waiting to see how Genetics would play. Genetics is my wild card for me, and I turns out Genetics one of my favorite players. Nice, dude. So, uh, Kings fan since day one, obviously. I need um, them to have Oni Home. If they had Oni Homies merch, I'd buy that. Just because I like the name. It's good. It's so good. It is good. Um, our last matchup of day one is Alliance Leviathans versus Tartarus Titans. Uh, this is probably my favorite um, clip of the draft of who you get to play. Because he walks out and he goes, all right, we're going to play Titans. And they're like, why? And he's like, Zatman told me to say it. Um. <laughs> The Titans I, looked bad. I, I'm not gonna I'll lie be to you. Honest. I I don't think this set's close. No, it's not. I I mean we can keep it we can keep it quick. Levi's two zero, right? Yeah, Levi's Levi's two zero. If I'm <laughs> going to be surprised if Titans take a game off of Levi's, um, and not yeah. because they're a bad team. I think they've looked really good most of the year until all the shenanigans has happened with Jungle. I mean, obviously, yeah, I unfortunate situation with, with layers, but yeah, I, I just they, think... they looked real bad at qualify. They still qualify, which is yeah. good. I mean, they played well enough to qualify, but I don't think it was very convincing. Like, I don't think it puts a lot of confidence in. No, I, them I to think be able to beat Levi's. I look at the Leviathans roster across the board, and they're just good. And I it and I think the Titans are gonna struggle. I don't think it's going to be close. Obviously, the Titans have Paul, and Paul can kind of will himself to victory, and like maybe that happens. We've seen it happen in the past where he just like wills his team to winning. Um, the difference was is that man was also on that team, uh, you know. So I, I don't, I don't know. I just think my personal feeling is Leviathans just win two zero, and it's probably not close. Yeah, this is probably like 
I said it before we started going. This is probably the set that I would be okay if I'm not watching and I'm like doing something else with with the people that are at Worlds because I don't foresee this being a very interesting set to watch. Yeah, I, it, I you know, if it is awesome, I just I don't see it, dude. I think this set is probably the biggest blowout of the day. And that's yeah. crazy for me to say when Kings are versus Highland Ravens, but I expect that to be a better set. Um, uh, yeah, I expect it to be a more competitive set. So I'll I'll let you take this from here on out because we have different brackets at this point. Yeah, so that's I'll, true. I'll let you finish yours out. And oh then I'll, God, I'll finish mine out. We'll see where we so, end up. So so here's the deal, and you're not you're gonna hate this, and I already know. My here's my thing: if Bolts beat Mambo. I think they have enough momentum to beat the Kings. But I think if in your bracket, if I was doing your bracket and Mambo wins the game against the Bolts, I think Kings which they will beat Mambo. Like that's what's weird. Like I think if the Bolts beat Mambo, they beat the Kings. But I think if the Kings beat or if, if the Mambo beats the Bolts, I think Kings beat Mambo. And I don't know why I think that is. I don't I don't know exactly what it is. It's not like I'm not saying that from the I think the Bolts just get a lot of momentum if they win that game because it's the team that no one wanted to face. And I think that's a huge confidence booster. I think it just has to mentally make your team feel better going into that semifinals matchup. Now, do I think it's going to be a good five games? Absolutely. I think that game probably goes four, if not five games. Um I don't think like the bolts is going and like smack the Kings. I don't think it's anything like that. It's the same thing. If Mambo makes it, I don't think, I think either which way I think if Mambo make it, it probably goes four games guaranteed. Um, I'm, I just, I take the bolts in that matchup and I don't know why. Um, I think it's, I <laughs> Riggs is shaking his head. Uh, delusional. I know I am. Uh, and that's okay. <laughs> um, I do think it's a good game, though. I, I think we've seen flashes of both sides of that matchup throughout the season where, like, Bolts have beaten the Kings and Kings have beaten the Bolts, and but, like, the games look good. Uh, I'm just hoping that if Bolts beat Mambo, it gives them the momentum and the confidence to just carry that through. Uh, the bottom half of the bracket, I have Jade Dragons and Leviathans, and this is where the curse strikes the Jade Dragons, and they get eliminated uh, by the Atlantis Leviathans. And... I think this probably goes four games, maybe five. Depends on who wins game one. Uh, but I think Leviathans beat the Dry Dragons. Uh, I would probably say 3-1. But you've got, you've got a Levi's Bolts finals? I do. I got the old man dual lane finals, dude. <laughs> I mean, that if that were to happen... That would be some of the best script writing Hindu man has done. Yes, it is. Where I... you've got Barra versus Zap in the finals for Worlds. See, I'm saying I I'm don't saying think all that would be a close set because he sent me the script. <laughs> oh, did he know? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, Hindu, <laughs> I need, the, I need the script for this prediction, dude. I need to know. Do the bolts have a chance? Uh, I can tell you that the answer is no. He wouldn't write that because he'd be like, no, Mambo's going to stomp them. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're asking the EU guy if they're yeah. going to make it past the EU team. <laughs> no, I do think I think Bolts Leviathans is a very interesting final if that is to happen. Um, obviously, 
It could easily be Leviathan's Kings, which I think is also a good final. But I think what makes the Bolts final interesting is like they gave up Haddocks to to Leviathans, had to go find a soul laner. They try to get Deathwalker. He says no. They get Baskin to say yes. Baskin hasn't touched the game in like forever. So they pick up Baskin, and now you have this Baskin Haddocks fight, which has to be good. Um, you know, you have Zap versus Barracuda. That has to be good. Um, I would my biggest struggle in that one is probably the mid lane matchup because I think Lasbra or not Lasbra, I think Venenu probably gets a little bit bopped in in mid. Also the support matchup. Like Rongu's just cracked, dude. Like that's just the way it is. I do think if that's the final, as much as I want it to go five games, because five games is hype for a final, I think it probably goes four again. Um Mm, I want to say this is gonna don't tell to me say. you've got Levi's don't tell me you've three got one Levi's four time yeah I want I want it to be three one bolts because I think bolts if bolts win I think Barracuda is like raise the hammer and be like it's like I'm out bro <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm done I mean um, I will I respect your fantasy storyline of you know the bolts because not only like you said they didn't have a soul laner they they drop or haddix leaves uh yeah. they try to get death walker death walker says no then they beat death walker to get yeah to semis. where they're at and then they win that then they get to finals where they face off against you know haddix yeah. and i think it had got, like, and wasn't it wasn't it the the renegade boys when it was jake and barra who mm-hmm. were struggling against sanguinis right yep and there was yep. always like the little rivalry that was going on there dude i'm telling you i I like bolts 3-1 dude that's what i'm saying that's my prediction i mean listen the bolts could show up i'm not i don't think the bolts are a bad team by any means I, they're just they're like the they're the warriors to me where the warriors are just really hard to put yeah. your faith into oh don't get me wrong they will more often than not let you down <laughs> the great thing about me and uh teams that i like to root for is like there's always something wrong with them like that's why I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan because I like to watch my team just get beat for no reason, because uh, they just decide not to show up on a Sunday or a Saturday or you know, eight o'clock at night, whatever. Yeah, being a Colts fan's fun. It's, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's, a that's, time. it's tough. Same thing, dude. While also living in Arizona and you know, kind of supporting the Cardinals as well. Like that's also rough. Team. It's yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's a fun time. Uh. So what what did you say? You're fine. You have Levi's winning it. No, no, bolts, bolts three one, bolts three one. You're gonna lock it in. That's what you're I'm gonna lock it at. in. I'm gonna lock it in and be completely wrong. I'm so excited. I'm so glad there's All not right. a video with this one. Yeah, no, we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to put our predictions in the Discord before yeah. the tournament starts. I'll have to go on uh, my channel. I saw someone make one on challenge. I need to go do that or something. Yeah, I think I think J Mac posted one that you can do. Um, so right. I'll start mine. So yeah, I've let, got, let's see. M- I've got my semis, uh, Kings versus Mambo. I think that's a three-one Kings, maybe a three-zero. I I'm I have really high hopes for the Kings. The last time we saw the Kings play on land, um, they looked really really dominant. They had a really close set with the Levi's in the finals, but they they ended up pulling out. And those are the kind of sets that previously they hadn't pulled out before. 
and like they had made it to the finals in every single land so far this year, but they lost in the land, in the finals. They come in second every single time, and then they finally win phase three, and they kind of it's it's almost like they finally got over that hump. But then I have the, the little bit of the worry in the back of my head: was, did they do it too soon? Like did they did they did they win before they should have, and now maybe they won't show up to this land? I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Kings still win. Uh, three, three, one. I'll give Mambo a game. Um, but I, I have a lot of faith in the Kings. I think the Kings are probably going to be the hungriest team. You've got Genetics, who's super hungry to win. Uh, Twig. I mean, Twig. You talking about cursed players? Twig is probably the most cursed player. But he keeps coming back. Yeah. Yarkor, constantly grinding the game. You got Variety, just staple of solo lane he comes where he pleases uh harry cummings the cumster whatever you want to call him he's gonna he's gonna be there and then you've got good old bmt as the the rock of the team um i have i have high hopes for kings dude bmt i got kings i think it's the mvp of the the season he's good dude did he he has been the most underrated player, I think, in my opinion, since he was on Radiance. Yeah. And I mean, he got good. overshadowed on Radiance because that was like the quote-unquote super team of, you know, you had Adapting mm-hmm. and Benji and all these like super high-level players, I mean, like high-name high recognition players. And he had BMT, who was kind of like the one maybe that wasn't quite so proven. And I think he was the best player on that team when they had that team. And I think he's been probably the most consistent player to play since then. But he's not flashy, and he barely talks when he gets interviewed, so he's not going to get a lot of recognition. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so I've got Kings going to the finals, 3-1. Oni Warriors versus the Levi's for me. My heart really wants to keep the Oni Warrior train alive. My brain is telling me that's really dumb. Why would you ever think that? That's a stupid idiot thought. The Levi's surely will win. But I'm going to go with my heart. I think Warriors 3-2. I think Warriors, Warriors show up. I think it's going to go 5. Dude, that would be, be wild. A hard set. That would I be think wild. This is gonna be this, I think this is going to be the best set of the tournament. Is Warriors-Levi's. Because then you get to the finals. Kind of like you've been referencing TCU versus Georgia. Uh, I think Kings just absolutely take the Warriors outside and throw them in the dumpster and close the lid on them. And it's not even close. I think 3-0 Kings. That's your finals. Captain Twig finally gets to lift the hammer. Genetics running his mouth because he thinks he should be MVP. But the MVP goes to Yarkor. And oh my god, dude! What a two-time st- world's MVP. He's the first player to win worlds in two different roles. That would be wild, by the way. If they win and Yarkor is MVP, what a crazy story! Going from MVP in solo lane last year to MVP this year in ADC would be wild. I think. I think it's gonna happen. I don't see that if that if that really ends up happening. If it's Warriors Kings, I don't think that set's gonna be close. If it's no. Levi's Kings, I would expect a really, really great set. If it's Levi's King, I think it goes five. I think it goes five. 
Yeah, I would expect it to go pretty similar to Phase Three playoffs, where they it went five in that set as well, and it was a really really tight back and forth set. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking with my heart, and we all know that's the worst way to do it. But I'm gonna go for it because I can't let you be the only one that has a dumb prediction. Yeah, that's true. So I need to I need to join you, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm I can't good leave at that. you hanging on that. I dude, um, I you know. I got to believe at some point, you know, that they're going to the bolts are going to show up at a land and do something. But it's like I told you, like, I, I, mean, I, yeah. I agree, like how you said, like, if Mambo makes it through, I don't think Mambo beats the Kings like that's just the way it is. I don't have a justification for why. I just think like momentum wise, if you look at the bolts on land, they've done it. If they get a huge confidence win round one, which they did earlier in the year. Like they were able to carry that through the rest of the land. And I think it goes a long way, but we'll just have to see. I'm excited for this weekend, even though I have stuff going on. That's keeping me from being able to watch the games consistently. I'm very excited. Something we didn't mention either is that this has happened before at previous worlds where they have some sort of qualifying event or, you know, whatever the, the last chance kind of thing they have going in is, it's usually really close to worlds and the teams that have already qualified have had either a month off or a significant amount of time off. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, there's always one, one set where the team that has momentum was played recently kind of comes in and kind of just surprises the team that's been sitting there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I remember the one that comes out, the one that stands out to me is, uh, I don't remember if it was, was it rival? I don't remember what name they were going by at the time, but it was like trifecta, versus rival or or maybe it was ghost at the time and trifecta came in and they had just barely qualified it was like a sino team i think with someone else and they beat the pbm team in the first round and it was like a big shocker and then that was i think that was the sk worlds run i think i think so i, I think it was say. that year yeah the team that the team that had the momentum coming out of the previous week and like that's something that does concern me that's part of the reason like I feel that way about that Bolts Mambo game is like I feel like Mambo's coming in with a lot of momentum so if Bolts can like beat them I think that works out that way. Um I don't think it affects the Titans set. It might it might affect that Oni Warrior set though with the Dragons for sure. If it's if that yeah. was a set that it was going to really affect, I think it'd be that one. Yeah, I I think the top 3 sets are the ones where that maybe can come into play. I don't see the Titans. The Titans didn't really have any momentum coming out of that playoff. They but kind of barely qualified to be honest. Like they didn't look that great. No, they did not. Uh but like the Ravens have a little bit of momentum coming in. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to beat the Kings, but they might surprise some people. Mambo has probably the most momentum coming in out of all the the qualified teams. And obviously that's not great for you. No, it's not. Uh, um but I think <laughs> I think when no one wants to play you, that has to give you more confidence. Yeah. Um but I also yeah, think not that's only something that they, nobody picked them. I think that's one thing that could be concerning though is like, do they come in with too big of a head and have too much of an ego going into that first game um, that could end up biting them? And we'll just have to see. Yeah. So you heard it here first. Uh, I can't wait till we, I get back from Texas and I get to brag that the Kings beat the Warriors and uh, how blaze was wrong. Oh, or God, vice versa, we record the next episode of Bot G when we're all back together, and uh, and we're all Blaise and we're both wrong. Sit we're... there, <laughs> no, nah, Blaze gets to sit there and rub it in my face because Barracuda is lifting up the trophy. Oh my God, dude! I'm and... letting you know if that happens, I'm wearing my uh, 
my stay salty shirt for that uh episode <laughs> i will i will happily be, wear that he's gonna go right off into the sunset with gonna go reunite with jeff and they can talk about their world championship runs and stuff and dude jeff plays marvel snap now and is like really good at it i mean to fun, be fair who doesn't yeah fun fact of the day but no, I I do think he just, you know, after that, he's like, I'm just going to record this podcast with aggro and stream, dude. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Call you think day. he's going to join the, you think he's going to join the design team like every other watch. He might. Does after I they, mean, he might, dude. They, he <laughs> might. I mean, that's not a bad idea by high res in a lot of ways. It's the same as like sports, uh, like when athletes retire, it's like, oh, let's hire as analysts. Like they know a lot about the game and ins and outs. And I think high-res isn't dumb like hey let's get some pro painters like their goal was to like find a way to bend the game to their will and get it to do what they wanted and that's what they do like I, you you and i have both played against pro players through like different tournaments and stuff i'm sure um and i've there have been yeah, times asking by paul yeah me too um you know fun <laughs> fact um i did solo a roar which i do take pride in i paid the price I paid the price so hard when I got a uh, five man, uh, you know, behind a rock killed. Uh, they just waited for me. Uh, but I, and I deserve that. But there was a time where I saw Paul and I was like, Oh, he's half health on hell. I have crit. Surely I win this fight. And uh, I got instantly deleted. Uh, I did not get to play the game. And I was like, Oh, I get it now. Um, and that was a Titans roster minus Benji. And they had Freya in Benji's place. And we got bopped. Um, and sometimes I think the game just bends differently for them. Like it just works differently. They just understand it at a different level. It seems like. Also to go back to your, uh, it's sometimes it's good to hire, you know, former players and stuff as analysts. Uh, so yeah, it's also really good to hire them as your head coach as well. Uh, in the middle of the season. Yeah. 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 Um, Um, and then play (laughs) games on Saturday. You look, okay. Yeah. The Vi- look, everybody's talking about how the Vikings came back that game. That doesn't matter. They are the first NFL team to beat a team on the same day as the last name of the head coach. That's what really matters. That they is beat- what really matters. That's what that's what ESPN will tell you. That's an ESPN ass star right there. Yeah, there you go. That's there a- you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Do you have any closing thoughts on worlds? I know you're not gonna um, be there in person. No, I'm not going to be there, uh, unfortunately. Um, If it was in Atlanta, I had a plan. And when I found out it was in Texas, I like started working on a plan. And I was like, yo, this is way too much to try to figure out with the kids and the wife and trying to figure out the kids could stay with their grandparents. I was like, eh, Um, I'll be doing some like watch parties in discord throughout the weekend. I'm pretty excited to watch it. I'm excited to see what we have in store for season X um, and the new gods. Because we we didn't get one god this season, and we're supposed to be getting it, I believe, late this month, and then one next month as well is kind of what they hinted at before. So I'm excited for new content for not just Smite, but the other high res titles too. I know they're showing off stuff for DKO as well. So that's what I'm looking forward Hell to. Yeah. Just a fun weekend. If you're around in Discord, you know, hit me up. I'll I'll do watch parties in Discord. Yeah, this will come out before the world starts so boys will be doing watch parties uh i'll be in person in texas so if you guys are there let me know we'll meet up you get to meet 
the man, the myth, the legend that is myself. Um, I'll try not to make you guys laugh too much. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take over your guys' experience. I know it's hard for me not to be the funniest person in the room all the time. But, uh, no, I'm excited uh, to meet everybody. This is going to be my first in-person Worlds. Get to meet Fro and the gang and Nev and Trevor and all them. People that I play with all the time. So it'll be cool to finally see people in person. Put a put a face to all the names and just hang out with everybody and watch the Kings win. Gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. So that'll do it. Uh, I guess I should do the thank yous. I forgot about this part. Oh, um, are they pinned oh, somewhere? <laughs> uh, oh fuck. Uh, uh, is it pinned? Oh, oh it's no. not pinned. It's oh, not pinned. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna do the thank yous. I don't know where Fro has them. Uh, but thank you guys to everyone that does Patreon. Uh, I I don't have the list, but you know who you are. Uh, appreciate you all. Thank You're beautiful you, people. Blaze, for joining me. Yeah, man. New, newly newly announced. Uh, you know. Part-time co-host. I don't. I guess. I don't. Should I say part-time? I don't know. I don't know. Makes it sound like you're not really. I don't know. I know you're not going to be here all the time, but I'm here uh, when y'all need me. That's kind of what I was told, and I was like, "Cool, whenever." I I can usually record on Saturdays unless like track season. Sometimes that get throws a ruffle in it, but yeah. Oh yeah, when you have a 15-hour meet on. Oh Saturday, my god, dude! Yeah, those are fun, dude. My I'm, favorite I question those days of the year. Coaching. Yeah, my favorite. My favorite time. Hey, how long is the meet going to be, Coach? When it ends. Yeah, fifteen hours later to leave. Yeah, fifteen <laughs> hours later, I'm going home. My wife's like, "How was your day?" And like, it was great, but I everything hurts, and I don't want to talk about it. <sighs> and then uh, they always get mad. Can I, can I go home? That's my friend's mom right there. No, I I legally can't let you go home with them. Yeah. Well, well, what what they're they're leaving? Yeah, but that's not your parent. Yeah. You have to stay with us for. You have to be miserable. If I have to be miserable here watching nothing happening, you have to be miserable here watching nothing happening with me. All right. <laughs> yeah i i run a lot but, so that part makes it fun um but that's a that's a story for another time yeah we'll uh, save that for the the your regularly scheduled this is a, this is a special episode special uh, edition that, i will leave us there bye bye